The Florida Gators football team is back in action this Saturday, taking on Missouri. So we're going to look at offensive predictions, then defensive predictions. Then we'll take a look at the Florida Gators men's basketball team taking on Milwaukee tonight at 6 p.m. on the SEC Network Plus or ESPN Plus, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Olson and you can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon or you can also check out Whole Nine Sports where I am the founder. You can find all my written work there. And now we're going to look at some offensive predictions for Florida versus Missouri this Saturday. I'm going to start it off with another explosive rushing game with 200-plus yards. Missouri did keep South Carolina last week to under two yards per carry, and we know South Carolina's rushing attack demolished us, which is, yay, so much fun. But they've also been gashed on the ground a lot this year. Missouri, of course, is the one that's been gashed on the ground a lot this year. I'm going to particularly look at a game like Tennessee, where I think our offense is pretty different from Tennessee. Obviously, Tennessee likes to go vertical more often. They like to go up-tempo more often. Florida goes up-tempo, but not as often. But I'm going to look at it because Tennessee has two quarterbacks, obviously, uh, (laughs) we would know, that uh, combined for 119 yards and a touchdown on 17 carries against South Carolina. And, you know, whether Joe Milton and Hendon Hooker can go off and whether... Emory Jones, Anthony Richardson can go off. I I don't necessarily care whether they will, actually. I care that they can. And again, whether they have big rushing games or not, meaning our quarterbacks have big rushing games or not, I think that's enough for Florida to at least pose the threat and make Missouri respect our rushing game with our quarterbacks. And I think that that's going to be a big factor in the running game working, whether it's Emory Jones with big rushes, which I'm I'm sure he'll probably have at least one or two runs of at least 10 yards. Anthony Richardson, should he play, which I'm expecting to play at least one or two rushes of 10 plus yards. And we'll have our running backs. Damian Pierce will get six carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. You know, Malik Davis and Naquan Wright will play. I I think that we're going to have our guys who, No one's going to have a huge game necessarily, but as a unit, they will produce over 200 rushing yards against Missouri. I I think that's entirely possible. I think that the South Carolina game is more of a fluke than anything else or than any improvement that Missouri made specifically. So I'm not super worried about it. Uh, And I think that we'll see more quick passes than usual is the second prediction. Uh, and, And that's saying something because we are a team that we tend to pass the ball or we tend to throw the ball short passes, but not necessarily quickly. Uh, Emory Jones averages about 2.9 seconds to throw the ball from taking the snap. So there's that. That's average-ish. But Missouri is why I think that we're going to get rid of the ball quickly. Missouri blitzes on 42% of their pass defense plays. And I I realize that, you know, when when I just throw that number at you, it doesn't necessarily mean anything specifically so you can compare it to florida and obviously by blitz i mean sends five or more players on any given play uh and uh florida 19.9 percent of the time so missouri blitzes 
more than double the amount of times that Florida does, or more than double the percent of times that Florida does. So I would expect a blitz-happy game from Missouri. Again, especially when you look at our offensive line, it's like, hey, they're they're not that good this year. So blitz and get in. You're going to get in. That's just a thing. And tomorrow, we're going to get more into in the keys to victory, we'll talk more about why I think Florida can take advantage of that blitz-happy defense from Missouri. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to say that my prediction is I think we throw the ball quickly, whether it's you know wide receiver screens, bubbles, quick slants, whatever it may be. I think that Florida is going to make it a point to try to get rid of the ball quickly against Missouri and you know just, just hopefully get some yards after the catch as opposed to doing the alternative, which the alternative is usually get extra guys back to pass or pass protect. So you can keep Damian Pearson who's a very good run blocking back. Uh, you can keep Keon zipper or Kimura Yamblin to pass block. And then you try to take a deep shot. I, I don't think that's what Flora is going to do. That's typically not what they do. So that's why I, I don't think that's going to be a strategy. I think it's going to be wide receiver screens bubbles, which again, tomorrow we'll discuss, but Missouri also runs a lot of cover one, which we know Florida struggled with. They run a lot of cover three, which, if you know they're coming out in cover three, then feel free to throw those quick bubbles and just hopefully you can make a play in space. And the final prediction, I know it's coming. At least one turnover. And I know that this is usually where I go, oh, we don't know how it's going to happen. We just know that it's going to happen at some point, whatever. And of course, last week was the first time that it didn't happen this season. Um, but I'm being genuine this time. I'm not just trolling the team. I'm not just making fun of this offense. No. Um, Missouri has had multiple games this season where they forced two turnovers, and they've had multiple games this season where they forced three turnovers. And I don't think that that's coincidental. I think it's because they have an aggressive defense, you know, the blitzes and just ball hawking player, or maybe not necessarily ball hawks, but players that are willing to go chase the ball and get after it. And I think that that's something that where Florida, I, I think we're going to fall to it at least once or twice where there's going to be a turnover at some point. They've only had a game, one game, one game this season where they did not have a takeaway. That was against Tennessee, coincidentally, is, of course, the game that I compared this one to. But uh, I think it's different because Tennessee only threw the ball 19 times. And that's because they they ran the ball, I think it was 52 or 53 times. And you can look at Florida and say, okay, we could just do that. But then you look at Florida's head coach, Dan Mullen, and you know, we won't just do that. We're going to throw the ball. That, that's how it's going to work. I think it was South Carolina game. Uh, South Carolina's pass defense solid run defense not good and we came out throwing the ball five times to start the play to start the game so i i think you could look at that and say florida doesn't care like we're going to throw the ball we should run the ball incessantly but dan mullen likes to throw the ball so i would expect to see that so we're not going to only throw the ball 19 times unless we only have the ball 35 times so i i don't think that's going to happen so i do think that we will have a takeaway or have a turnover at some point in this game Although I'm not sure when or how. I'm not saying it's going to be a pick. I'm not saying it's going to be a fumble. I, I just think at some point there will be a Florida Gators turnover because, one, that's what we do, and, two, that's what Missouri does. They force takeaways, and they're very good at that. I know I've talked about recently moving in with my girlfriend. Recently, this year, I moved in with my girlfriend. So, you know, that, that's what it is. One thing I didn't really think about was how much cooking to be doing, um, particularly because I'm, I'm an order kind of guy. But if quality and craftsmanship are important to you when you cook, you should check out Maiden. 
Maiden is a cookware and kitchenware brand that works with renowned chefs and artisans to produce some of the world's best pots, pans, knives, and wine glasses. I actually live next door to a professional baker and they they use Maiden stuff. So I'm just saying that's you take that for what you want. I'm just letting you know. They have 28,000 plus five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world, which if you've never been to one, just try it one time. I promise you, you won't regret it. Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off of your first order with Locked On. That's code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products using code Locked On. Thanks again for making Locked On Good as your first listen of the day. Every day we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts daily. Looking at defensive predictions, three plus sacks is what I'm shooting for. Um, I don't I don't know if that'll happen, but with Christian Robinson, he seems to like linebacker blitzes quite a bit, which is fine by me. I think we do have the personnel where we should be sending more linebacker blitzes. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see our linebackers be very active on the left side of the Missouri offensive line. So technically right side of the defense, but left side of the Missouri offensive line, that left tackle Javon Foster has allowed 14 pressures this season, which is the most of any offensive lineman in this game this Saturday between on either side. So I think that we will see some sacks coming in. I will say that I don't think that the Gators are going to get a ton of interior pressure. Uh, Missouri's guards have played pretty well this season. So I'm not expecting a ton of interior pressure, but on the left side, the left outside, I do think we'll see something happen where, you know, maybe we see Brenton Cox line up there, although I feel like he's typically on the right side of the offensive line, but I think we'll see him on the left side here. Maybe Brenton Cox, Jeremiah Moon next to him and just rush them both or, or something where I think we'll get three plus sacks. I think that's where pressure is going to come from primarily for Florida. I think that we will get at least one interception. Um, I'm expecting slash hoping and praying that this defense will come out fired the F up uh, after the horrid performance against Samford last week. Um, I'm, again, I'm hoping because I thought they were going to come out against Samford fired up. I thought we were going to kick the crap out of them, um, which if you look at the score, like we kind of did, I guess, because it was like three scores. But if you watch the game, you know that Florida did not kick the crap out of Sanford. Um, Sanford set records against Florida. So, woohoo, that was great. But uh, I, I'm hoping our offense can build a bit of a lead on Missouri and force Missouri to throw the ball, giving us more opportunities for interceptions. I do think the Sanford game was a fluke. Uh, I realize that could be seen as, seen as biased or stupidly optimistic, uh, but that's where I'm at. I, I think it was a fluke. I think, you know, Florida was just trying to get their bearings or whatever it may be. I, I don't think that Florida's defense is going to have that um, piss poor of a performance again. And, and I don't know if you saw my tweet yesterday, but um, Florida has not had a defensive pick six since 2018 when Chauncey Gardner Johnson did it twice. That is the first time that, uh, or that's, that's the first time that that's happened at all since 2005 urban Myers first year. And yeah, the Florida Gators haven't done this since 2018. And that's really fun because that is pathetic and miserable. I uh, just thought you guys would like to know that one. And I think the next prediction, which is a bold prediction is that Florida will hold Missouri to under 100 rushing yards. Uh, if you don't know, Missouri's averaging 
221 rushing yards over the past three games. Florida Gators defense over the past four games, uh, averaging on, or allowing on average 228 rushing yards per game. So what, what makes me think that Florida, uh, a team that over the past month has been phew, atrocious at stopping the run, and Missouri, or can stop a Missouri, a team that over the past three games has been phenomenal at running the ball. Like, like what, what makes me think that Florida can do this? Um, nothing. I'm, I'm just going to let you know. Nothing makes me think that will happen besides, again, I bring, I bring you back to the point of one, this is a bold prediction. And I think that's about as bold as I can get. When I look at this defense, I go, yeah, they can hold the team to under 100 rushing yards. Um, but you could also say, I guess, two, I, I think that Florida, again, will take a lead early and Missouri will have to try to throw their way back into this game, which I, I don't think they can really do. Uh, you can look at three sacks count against rushing yards in college football. So Florida, if you can get some sacks, that would that would be very much appreciated for, for my my ego um, to get this prediction right. But also, and my my biggest reason to this point, Florida... The Florida Gators at the University of Florida in Gainesville, Florida, have been so backwards this year. Like looking, look at going into the LSU game. Florida's defense, the run defense particularly, had been phenomenal. LSU's run offense had been atrocious. And what did LSU do? Rush for 300 yards. So what, why not? You know, Missouri's been on fire running the ball. Florida's been horrible and just porous allowing rushing yards. Florida's been so backwards. Why not this be the game where they allow less than 100 rushing yards? That's that's the most sound argument I have ever heard in anything, in any aspect of football. That is the most sound argument that I've ever heard that Florida's just been so ass backwards. That's not a curse. You can say that on TV. Uh, they've been so backwards that that might as well happen. So again, I think three plus sacks from Florida I don't think that's a bold prediction. I don't think that's, you know, out, out of the realm of feasible possibility here. At least one defensive interception. Um, we haven't been great at it this year, but I, I think that we've picked up. And I think that also kind of Missouri is going to be like, dude, Samford can throw the ball on them a ton. Why don't we do the same thing? And it's going to shoot them in the foot because while Samford is not a great university, Missouri also sucks. So I, th I think that they're going to run into that little one. I'm I'm hoping that there will be a pick six from Florida's defense uh, at some point today because or at some point Saturday because uh, I really don't want to continue the stretch of no pick sixes for a season because um, that sucks, by the way. Like, we're supposed to be a great defensive team or the university is supposed to be a great defensive university and we just haven't been uh, and holding Missouri to under hundred rushing yards. Cause I think they're going to try to throw the ball. I think Florida's going to get ahead and force them to throw the ball. And I think that, you know, it, it's just going to happen because Florida is so backwards this year that it might as well, if we're going to be honest, anybody else make money this weekend? I did. I've little, little heater. I'm not going to brag about it, but I also hit a Russian hockey, uh, South Korean basketball, and Saudi Arabia versus, I think it was Vietnam soccer uh, parlay the other day. So yay, I'm, I'm out here because, you know, I'm balling on a budget. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, Florida losing has really screwed me this season. I'm just going to let you know that. Just 
I'd be a lot more in the green if that was uh, not the case. But BetOnline covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated props on, I mean, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D, no space. O N. Now, looking at Florida Gators men's basketball versus Milwaukee, they do play tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the SEC Network, on SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. So if you want to catch the game, that's how you can do it. You know, I'm just just so you know, you should support our basketball teams, our football teams, support all our teams, just, just so you're aware. But uh, if you're going to watch the game, if you haven't watched the first two, I'll, I'll let you know Florida's defense this year has been very good. Um, and if you have watched the first two, then you know what to expect. Expect another low-scoring game because Florida's defense has been very good early on this year. Milwaukee, one of the things they don't do is shoot a lot of threes. I, I mean – they shoot about the same percentage of threes as in three-point attempts as Elon and Florida State did. Florida State and Elon shot 33% of their field goals from three against Florida. And um, Milwaukee shoots 32% of their field goals are from three. So about the same, but not as much, of course. And I've realized that 1% means nothing there. Um, screw the 1%, right? Um, <laughs> but Milwaukee shoots a little bit less threes. I think they're going to be forced to shoot more threes, which is good because I think that's going to keep them out of their comfort zone um, because they, they want to get into the paint. I, I genuinely believe that they want to get into the paint a good deal of their shots, but uh, they haven't faced, you know, Anthony DeRuji. They haven't faced Colin Castleton, Mr. Six Blocks per game. And it's not like he had 10 in one and two in another. No, six blocks in each of the games. I don't have to, you can take the mean, mode, median, whatever you want to do. It's six. So Colin Castleton, ready to put another block party from Milwaukee. Nothing but faith in that. So I expect Milwaukee to try to stay away from the paint because, I mean, you've got Colin Castleton guarding and it's going to be very difficult to score there. It's like the three-headed dog in Harry Potter. Like, you, good luck. you got to try to loan the sleep and get in there, and it ain't going to happen. And it's a funny coincidence that uh, both Elon and Florida State shot 20 of 52 from the field versus Florida. That's just a weird coincidence. If it happens again, it, it's some voodoo going on. Um, th there's nothing really to note there. It's just a weird coincidence that I noticed while prepping for the show that they both shoot that they both shot 20 of 52 from the field against Florida. And that's just a fun thing to note. Um, I would expect another big game from the Gators on the boards, possibly their biggest game to date rebounding. Um, Florida's dominated the boards this year so far. Milwaukee has struggled. They give up 38 rebounds per game to their opponents. Florida, yeah, no opponent while playing Florida has cracked 30 rebounds in a game. So I would expect Florida to really dominate the boards here. I don't think Milwaukee is good at rebounding the ball to begin with, but I know Florida's very good at rebounding the ball. So, and I mean, you know, I, I think Florida offensively, 
offensive rebounds against Florida State. I believe they had 16. So they're just monsters on the boards here. Of course, the first game, not great against Elon with offensive rebounds. But, hey, they cleaned it up. They worked harder. They got better. And I think that Florida is in perfect shape to dominate the boards. And I am a pretty firm believer that if you can at least not get killed in the turnover battle and you can dominate the boards – uh, you should have a pretty solid shot at winning the game. And Florida, I mean, going into this game, they're big favorites. I haven't even looked at the numbers yet, but I can guarantee you I'm going to take them to cover. But Florida, I think, is going to kill Milwaukee on the boards. Florida's still a streaky shooting team, so I'll be excited to see who steps up tonight because apparently they're just going to rotate who's going to be great. I'm excited to see this offense, how it's going to look. I want to know if Anthony DeRuji is going to be more involved in the offense. Um, you know, he, he, he's been pretty good, pretty consistent offensively against Florida State. He seemed more aggressive than he was against Elon, which is good because I want to see him be more aggressive, especially offensively. I want to see him shoot more threes. Uh, he shot one for two in each of the first two games. I'd like to see him take, you know, j- just three or four threes. I'm not saying to go to take 13 threes. I'm just saying go three or four threes. I want to see how he can go if he would continue if he would continue his consistency. 50% from three is very good. So if he takes four threes and makes two of them, I'm fine with it, especially in this game where I'm like, okay, Florida's probably going to kill on the rebounds. So why not why not try some things out at this point? Once you get a little bit of a lead, I'll say so I, I want to see Anthony DeRuji get more involved. He also seems more aggressive with driving to the basket or cutting to the basket. Uh, I know against Florida State, he had an early oop, and that was great to watch. But defensively, we know that Florida is going to be aggressive. They're going to be suffocating. They'll be pests, and they'll likely hold Milwaukee's offense in check. The game is really going to come down to discipline and consistency. And I think when we look at Florida this year, we're going to talk a lot about those two things. Discipline and consistency, because you you can't deny this team's toughness to start the year. You can't deny their defensive intensity to start the year, but discipline and consistency are big. And I mean, with consistency, I'm talking about, you know, Brandon McKissick. He takes over for two minutes with steals and scores, but then he's relatively quiet for the majority of the game as outside of that. Uh, Myron Jones. He's been such a hot and cold shooter, and or not even hot and cold. He's just been bad, and then he gets hot. He's, he's been J.R. Smith over the first two games, which is okay in these first two games. But as we get into tougher competition, you know, Florida State's a very good team. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying we held them in check defensively, and so we can justify poor offensive possessions here and there, especially when you've got a good shooter that's just streaky. So Myron Jones being a very streaky shooter. And when I talk about discipline, I mean Philandris Fleming Jr. is is exactly who I'm talking about when I I mean discipline. I like Philandris Fleming Jr. coming in. I, I still like him. I'm not saying I don't. But, you know, him against Florida State, just deciding that he wants to play iso ball and hero ball and for an entire possession or entire possessions at a time. Uh, I don't know what that was. Um, it was especially in a close game. It was still a very close game at that point. And so I don't know what the hell he was doing. Um, but, but don't ever do that again, please for Andrews. Like this, is, this isn't some school where you can just dominate them. Maybe Milwaukee, maybe Elon, but you know, you, you got to pick and choose when you're going to play iso ball, and you also have to figure out, like, you have to go in there with a plan. You can't just be like, I'm just going to dribble. I'm just going to do a whole bunch of crossovers and hope for the best. Like, that's not how this is going to work. So, Flanders Fleming Jr., please don't do that again. Myron Jones, please get consistent shooting the three ball. And Brandon McKissick, 
just just you know play like a play with your head on fire like a banshee the whole game if you want like I, i'd be fine if you played less minutes but were more impactful that'd be great thanks for making lockdown gators your first listen of the day every day tomorrow we'll preview florida versus missouri with some keys to victory of course and we'll probably talk about florida gators women's basketball this weekend to wrap up the show now make your second listen lockdown bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q and expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling for locked on Gators. I am Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of whole nine sports.com where you can find all of my written work. That is W H O L E N I N E sports. And I will see you all tomorrow.